0: We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the rope drop queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show.
1: Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be
0: a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio welcome to a bonus episode of Rope Drop Radio. Derek here, no Doug. Instead, I'm with my amazing better half, Madison Sassman, and we just got done doing two days at the Taste of Epcot International Festival of the Arts. That's a taste. It's not the full thing. In fact, it's uh, the fifth year anniversary. I've been to all five of them. Uh, My wife has been to three of the five. So it's a good opportunity for us to discuss uh, what I call my favorite festival. Uh, I don't know where it ranks for you, but it's my favorite. And we're going to go kind of through it a little bit today and give our review with what uh, the Festival of the Arts is during the time of COVID. But where does this rank on your list of festivals?
1: Well, I have never done Flower and Garden. I haven't done that yet. And food and wine, uh, we've gone with our kids. And so I feel like Festival of the Arts is my favorite because this is it's it's been the opportunity to be able to really enjoy Epcot without worrying about kids rampaging through the little shops and being able to enjoy um the food without thinking like, Will my kids eat this? So, um this ranks number one for me. Um, although I, I think I'm a little biased because of where my trips have landed. So take take what you will from that.
0: All right. Well, I, it is my favorite and I really do love it. Uh, it's all about the arts. It's all about food. It's a lot of fun. And even though it says a taste, it was pretty close to the full festival. The big thing that we were missing, of course, was the Broadway shows And uh, we still got a good backup quarterback in that. We'll get to that here in a second. But let's uh, talk about the festival on the whole. What we did, we had two days there. Um, One of the things that we did, we'll get into the food snacks. Maddie was like, we are doing as many Festival of the Art booths as we possibly can because we don't have kids there. So that was goal number one, to get to as many booths as possible. And we'll go through some of those that we tried. But one thing that we do love is the arts that they have there. Uh, One of the things that I do every year is the paint by numbers. Have you done that before?
1: no they did not have that the last few years that we've done that um so last year when we went they didn't have it up and um but they had it up the year before so the year that you went with Doug uh you had done it then but we didn't do it last year and so on our like on our our trip that we went to
0: for some reason I thought I, I know I've done it a few times I did it with the kids when I took them and uh, so I think this is my third time doing paint by number. I know Declan enjoyed it because he got to paint green. Mm-hmm. But it's it's one of those unique things that I enjoy doing. It's a big mural and everyone kind of paints five squares. The funny thing is, and I will give uh, Debbie a shout out on this, is uh, we we're talking, what do we do after it's done? And Disney, she said, said cast member said, you know, they put it in storage and it was on social media. Someone said, yeah, storage into the trash because every couple of days there's a new one up. And I kind of wish that we could see the full thing done.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing that I tell our kids when they come home with, you know, 70 paintings and they're like, where do those go? Oh, they go into storage.
0: <laughs> Stored right in the trash. So Disney, in if you circular
1: listen- file. <laughs>
0: If you're listening to this, just you, you, you do one, you get it finished, you put it to the side. I don't know. I would love to see it done. I've never seen one of those things done. So I think it'd be really cool if they, I mean, they have the wall space right now. There is a lot of construction going on. So put it up over one of those.
1: Yeah, I agree. Especially because so much um, happens over one, just a few days. You know, like we, when we did our, um, our five, six squares, the, the mural was pretty blank there wasn't a lot going on and then when we walked by it that evening uh it was you know maybe a couple of days away from being finished so it would be really cool to be able to see those finished things just for just like you said like the for the part of this this part of the festival
0: i agree and debbie raises thank you for pointing that out as well so Uh, If anyone at Disney's listening, there you go. That's our big complaint for uh, the Festival of the Arts, (laughs) my really only complaint. Uh, I really enjoyed walking down and seeing all this sidewalk art. And one thing I really loved, uh, I didn't think they were going to do this this year because it was a, quote, taste, but the artists were actually out and about. And so I talked to three or four artists, uh, two of them at the sidewalk chalk, hearing how they do things and how much time they spend on there, showing shading techniques. I was blown away. Uh, My drawing skills are pretty... Pretty bad so what these guys can do in shock is just incredible
1: yeah and what's cool is that they were able to maintain distance you know how Disney did it is they basically um, you know had dividers up so that people could only get so close while the artists were working. So they were, you know, protected. We were protected. Um, But even throughout World Showcase, there were a few artists up that just had barriers in between them or they were set back in, you know, in gazebos. There was a guy that was painting a Spider-Man and somebody that was doing caricatures. And it was cool how they were doing that instead of, you know, having somebody sit for them, you know, where people were, you know, you have to keep a mask on. Uh, he was, you know, using his phone to, like, he was looking at a picture of of somebody and drawing caricatures. And it was just nice to be able to still have um, that art, that live art experience uh, in the midst of, you know, kind of a weird year with the pandemic.
0: Yeah, and that's actually what I like most about Festival of the Arts. Like, I enjoy food and wine. But I feel like Festival of the Arts is what food and wine's supposed to be like. That I like that there's a lot of booths to look at, artists to talk to. In fact, we bought some art on this trip. So yeah, those artists are actually making money and and selling their art. So we have a we have a new wall hanging we got to put up. Do you even know the artist's name that painted it?
1: Um, Mick, Mick um, it It'll come to me.
0: All right. Well, we'll put a picture up <laughs> on our social Greg, media. Maybe.
1: I don't know but the the painting is beautiful we saw it like I saw it last year in a big canvas and it was super expensive totally worth it obviously but we there would have been no way for us to get it home um, and it was out of our budget but they did prints of that canvas this year uh, and I was so excited to see it it's it's really a beautiful piece of art it has hidden characters hidden mickeys in it we'll have to share a picture it's just lovely I'm really excited to have it up on our Disney wall
0: Yeah, it's exciting. And and you can definitely spend some money at the Festival of the Arts, not just on food, but some of the art uh, around there as well. Uh, Let's get to the entertainment because it was kind of sad that my favorite Broadway uh, shows weren't going to come there and singers. I've watched The Lion King before uh, and so many great Disney things. But let's talk about having a great backup quarterback ready to go. New this year, the Voices of Liberty did the Disney songbook. And I it was a 15 minute performance that i'm pretty sure i could have stayed for an hour and 15 and not been bored at all
1: i agree uh for me personally a cappella is like that has my heart that's what i grew up around my dad is a music teacher and some of my earliest memories are um you know sitting in his college choir and all of them doing a cappella music because that's what they focused on. And so being able to listen to Voices of Liberty is always a treat for me. But for them to do, you know, some of our Disney favorites, it was absolutely phenomenal. They were lovely to listen to. Uh, and I agree. I wish that my only complaint is that I would love for it to be longer.
0: But they had to get the mariachi uh, band on there. And I actually enjoyed them as well. Uh, they were playing a couple times. I was walking by the American Pavilion. And you couldn't help but like pick up your step a little bit and dance so uh love those guys as well
1: yeah they were doing some coco songs and i love that movie i just feel like that movie is so underrated and the music in that movie is absolute perfection so it was fun for them to also bring you know some of that disney ip flair
0: inside the world showcase pavilion we did watch the epcot pianist play and that guy uh was an incredible piano player and played some Uh, wonderful Disney hits and it was very relaxing being in the uh, showcase pavilion a lot better than what I've been in there during food and wine uh bummer that they didn't have any uh, chocolate back there on this one um we'll get into what we ate back there because that's a funny story (laughs) but it was nice just to be able to sit there and listen to some beautiful piano music
1: yeah he was lovely did some of my favorite Alan Menken uh arrangements and then um Yeah, it was nice because they had a lot of different art booths to be able to walk around in the pavilion. So, you know, got to listen to all this beautiful Disney music and look at some Disney art.
0: Beautiful music came from Canada, where on that little stage, the Canada Mill stage, the Jaminers played, which I love those guys. I miss them. And my favorite thing about this is you could hear that halfway through the park it was great and it just like made me beeline to canada to to go watch them a little bit i caught the tail end of one of their shows so uh miss having those guys at rope drop and so it was good to be able to see them for a minute you missed that one you I were did. gone
1: yeah. yeah i did a doug nap yeah I,
0: madison I, took a nap during the festival while derek i did is some attraction
1: derek is to michelle as i am to doug like i'm i'm the i'm the disney napper and derek is the all day 100% like, let's go all the way. That's
0: that's the only way to do a Disney vacation. It's the only way to actually get through all these booths too. We tried, we had a goal to get through every one of them. We couldn't get through them all. We got through as many as we could. We started at the Deconstructed Dish, which is uh, right by the Traveler's Cafe. And we had an incredible deconstructed Reuben. Uh, this was one of the best ways to start the day.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, uh, as somebody from... Uh, you know, just a heritage of Irish and Scottish food. <laughs> Anything with corned beef, I'm like, sign me up. It was absolutely delicious. Uh, the brined Brussels sprouts were really um, unexpected, and they were really yummy. I would love to have that again.
0: We started making our way around towards Mexico. We wanted to stop at Pop Eats. It's one of my favorite places to stop every year, but that line for some tomato soup was ridiculous. So uh, we didn't make it there. Instead, we went across the way to the Mexico uh, Pavilion and got one of the best chili Renano. Re, I can never speak Releno. this. rellenos that I've ever had in my life. And then you got a drink there.
1: I did. I had the Diego Pomegranate Margarita. It was really good, um, nice and sweet. Um, and it was really good with. our 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 chili you know like our poblano pepper it was filled with steak it had beans in it um the poblano cream sauce oh my gosh i could i could have drank that honest to goodness it was so good but the spiciness of that that dish and the sweetness salty of the margarita was really good together
0: i've stopped at that booth almost every festival and this might be my favorite thing i've had there for sure Next up, we went to China, and you got the fortune cookie. What was that?
1: Uh, An amaretto uh, pina colada mix that was really yummy, really creamy, um, super sweet. So if you like sweet drinks and that kind of creamy, like um, it didn't taste like Bailey's, but it's that it's kind of that creaminess, that same kind of feeling. Um, Super, super yummy. I would recommend it.
0: I would not recommend it if you're lactose intolerant because I took one sip and I was in pain like... Right away. So I had to walk that one off a little bit. Thankfully, we had a little bit of a walk to, uh, we went past the uh, outpost, refreshment outpost. And we got to Cuisine Classique in Germany. And this uh, will rank as one of the top three festival foods I have ever had. The red wine braised beef short rib. It was incredible. It was so tender. I love broccoli, so it came with some baby broccoli, tomatoes, and uh, it it was just phenomenal. You had one bite. I gave you one tiny bite.
1: Yeah, it was good. Uh, I want want to know what it was on because it was like potatoes, but it wasn't potatoes. It was really, really yummy. Um, Yeah, I just got a a couple of bites of that because you stood in line. At that booth, while I walked over to Italy and got some arancini, and those um, are fried risotto balls that were made with sweet sausage and had um, like a marinara red sauce to dip them in, and those were absolutely delightful.
0: I had one small bite of those; they were good. I actually did get a beer at uh, in Germany, and it was the uh, the blonde the rose blonde ale. From 18 or 81 Bay Brewing, and that was actually really refreshing. And I had a really good chat. I was wearing a, a Baby Yoda, aka Grogu, mask, and uh, uh, I had some Star Wars fans behind me, and they uh, thanked me for calling him Grogu. And uh, that's that's just a way to make friends at um, at Festival of the Arts.
1: Yeah, uh, when I was in line in Italy, I thought about getting another another drink, but I had just finished my fortune cookie from china so um didn't get a chance to go back but i the gals behind me were very excited about the amaretto bellini um considering that the uh drink i had in china was amaretto based i wouldn't have done that um anyways but their drinks looked lovely once they got them
0: Yeah, we're realizing during this walkthrough that this is something we could never do with three little kids. I mean, we've done festivals. We might get one or two things, but never can we take our time, go wait in a line, then go wait in another line, meet up, share food. So this was a lot of fun for us. Uh, And the next one is probably my most frustrating. It was the artist table at the American uh, Adventure. I waited in this line two times because it had a beef Wellington that I heard was phenomenal. This line just did not move. It was the biggest line uh, of any booth, and, and I went back yeah, a couple times, and it just was so slow. I felt like it was very understaffed. I had, Some other people there were also uh, really frustrated with it, and uh, I am bummed out. So if anyone did get the Beef Wellington, let me know how that was.
1: Yeah, I feel like, I mean, here's my take, is on a whole, it felt like Epcot um, and the booths were understaffed. Um, normally, you know, from, from the booths, you have a line that's on either side, there's three people taking orders on both sides of the booth, um, and that wasn't happening. And I think part of that was social distancing. Um, but there were, were were like one side of the booth was only taking orders and it'd be two people where there were, you know, three or four booths. So it was kind of uh, surprising because it, you know, it's a Sunday and it was a holiday weekend. So I was surprised to see that there weren't more people working.
0: Well, and the other problem I ran into at a couple of booths is after I ordered my food, uh, they weren't taking any more orders because we had congested kind of the, uh, the area in front. And so they would wait till we got like three or four orders out because uh, they wanted to keep those people social distancing. I mean, back in the day, I remember food and wine, they'd be taking orders as fast as possible. and You just have a mob of like 30 people just waiting for their next thing. And they weren't doing that there. They were taking everything a little bit slower
1: yeah which also you know I, f- I feel like of all the parks epcot has the most um kind of the most uh issues with social distancing just because you know people normally there are people back in the countries they're going through the shops all of those things those all those shops had lines to get in you know you could only have so many people in there so it really did um sometimes feel really congested out where the booths are and where people are walking by because you know they had to socially distance those those lines out so um yeah definitely at the american adventure um that was it the line was really long it was consistently super long i think the only one that really could rival it was the pop um booth in the front of the park which is also a really congested area because you know the mexico line went all the way back to that to where that pop booth is.
0: Yep, you got to divide and conquer. And that's actually what we ended up doing next because I had to get my favorite thing that I've ever had at any festival and Doug will roll his eyes at this because it is his least favorite thing of all time. He won't even eat it, but that is the sushi donut in Japan. It is back and uh, had to get one of those and it was phenomenal once again. Not as good, not as big as it was uh, two years ago, but uh, it was really good
1: uh this time as well you had a couple bites i did yeah it was good um i I think you like sushi a little more than i do um so you know he really you really loved it and i thought it was good
0: raw fish at a theme park what could go wrong
1: (laughs) yeah nothing nothing could go wrong
0: so where did you end up going
1: next so next up was the mosaic canteen over in morocco And I had the Mediterranean flatbread. It was absolutely delicious. I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, Perfect amount of just balance. It may have been my favorite thing that I ate um, the whole time, that whole day.
0: And I learned that I can't somehow figure out how to eat flatbread.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I kept trying to get you to try some. And then he would grab a piece and like all the toppings would come off, which... I mean, so how was the bread for you? Was the bread good? The bread was amazing. The bread was. How good? was
0: my toppings?
1: <laughs> the, your toppings were delicious, uh, and then you also got the 1906 um, Reserva Especial Dark Amber Lager, correct?
0: I did, and honestly, it tasted like any other amber lager. I was not. Uh, I was a little disappointed in it, but because uh, it, it, it came right out of a bottle that the guy was pouring, and so, and I can probably pick that up anywhere, but. It was worth a try. Wanted to get something by then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we had that. And then um, between Morocco and France, there's another uh, food studio. Thought about getting the passion fruit mousse. Looked really good. But when we went over and looked at what France had, I knew we had to do that. So we got the brie in the bread bowl. It was so good. It was so delicious. It, cheese and bread, like... I'm not hard to please. Cheese and bread, thats it was absolutely delightful.
0: And then we got the dessert there as well. The uh, Was it the chocolate lava cake with uh, it's a molten lava cake with like raspberry filling in it as well. And that was pretty good. I've had other desserts. I, I almost always get a dessert at that booth because they always have something chocolatey. It wasn't the best I've ever had there, but um, it was still really good. And it was about the time I wanted a dessert.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I think that we were a little spoiled. We had like a chocolate lava, the chocolate lava cake that um, they serve at Topolino's a few days before. And uh, it just, it didn't quite hold a candle to that lava cake. But it was delicious and it hit right at the right right time where like we hadn't had anything really sweet for a little while. And um, to be able to split that was a nice little extra dessert.
0: All right. Now we're in the World Showcase Pavilion, one of my favorite pavilions to hang in. And this is a great story because uh, we decided to divide and conquer. So there's two places to go. You went and got uh, in the Festival of Favorites line Remy's Ratatouille, which I feel like you have to get. We are we did not get to ride the attraction. We There's no soft opening when we were there. We kept hearing rumors there would be. Uh, I was bummed, but hopefully soon. So we were hoping the, eating the ratatouille would help us get on. I don't know. Um, but how was it?
1: Uh, it was really good. I enjoy ratatouille. Um, I like to make ratatouille stew. I don't make it fancy, um, like with thinly sliced zucchini and eggplant and all that stuff. Um, so it was fun to have like a, a real ratatouille. It was really yummy. And uh, I would recommend it. And uh, it's vegetarian. So that's really great that they have that as an option.
0: But then I went and got in line at the Painter's Palette. And uh, I don't know what tartare is. I now do. But I was like, mm, I'm going to get the beef tartare. And I misread it because it's not beef. It's beet tartare. And I miss said it, um, saw it on the menu. We got it. I'm not really a big fan of uh, beets. And let's just say that was a rude awakening.
1: Well, what even made it better is it was beet tartare. And then the other things that were on the plate were pickled vegetables, like pickled cauliflower. Um, There was a parsley salad. And like, literally, I was just like, all of these things Uh, derogates. But I I liked the pickled um, cauliflower. That was good. Um, We also got it. So we... Originally, we were like, oh, prime steak tartare, and then there's beef tartare. We were like, oh, we'll get both. So we did get both, and the prime steak tartare was also not our favorite. It was cold, um, and it was meant to be cold. We did not know this um, because we are not fancy, and so <laughs> that's that was a little beyond our taste.
0: That was the only thing I threw away and was complete swing and a mess for me in the whole festival that we got to try but I've learned that I am not a tartar fan.
1: Yeah, same. Not uh, we can skip that in in future. Now we know.
0: Lessons learned. We we wish we got to more there's a couple more booths that we missed, but um when you're spending money and calories, uh yeah, we we're pretty full at that point. You also got a funnel cake. You ended up getting yep.
1: So so at that point, so after we ha- had eaten in France, um I uh, went back for a nap and then we came back I came back for Voices of Liberty over at the American Pavilion and um, got a funnel cake it was delicious Um, and we made our way back over to Mexico and on the way had to stop in Germany get a you know a pretzel the size of our faces to share and uh, my favorite beer on property which is Schopenhauer—it's the grapefruit beer over in Germany. You can also get it in Hollywood Studios, and if you haven't tried it yet, what are you even doing? It's so delicious.
0: And I gave you kind of a hard time because I was like, "Hey, that's not festival food." But by that time, I think we were uh, done with the festival, and we wanted to—we uh, only had about an hour left in the park.
1: Yeah, and it was—it was our last full day, and um, on our Magic Kingdom day, since we had had you know a couple of sit-down dinners, I did not get my favorite. Um, my like signature, like when I go to Disney, I feel like I have to get it. I did not get Dole Whip cause I wasn't hungry. I had these two sit down meals. And so, um, for me, that German beer is, is like my other thing that I always get. So, um, you know, couldn't miss that.
0: Yeah. So overall Festival of the Arts, a uh, taste, may I say, uh, was really great. Uh, I feel like it was even better. Disney did a lot better. We did food and wine, or I did with uh, Doug and Michelle back in September, their little taste version of it. And I feel like it's come a long way. The biggest difference I noticed from food and wine to Festival of the Arts was the people, the cast member, everyone just seemed more happy, more alive. Uh, There's more talking in line between, um, even though we're spaced six feet apart, uh, I was still talking to people in line more. And, and I just didn't have that at food and wine back in September. So I do feel like Disney's uh, doing so many great Great things and, and everyone's getting happy and enjoying the festival so uh, if you have a chance I recommend going and checking out a taste of the Festival of the Arts um, this year but if not make sure you go next year for the full festival I don't know when we will book a trip but it'll be uh, I, I feel like I have to go because it'll be six years in a row it's my festival but yeah that's it anything else you want to add
1: no it was it was great I mean great it's as well as it can go in pandemic when we're all, you know, everything is a little bit different than normal. Um I think Disney is rising to the occasion. And so um was it everything that it is that I remember it being? No. Uh but you know, I'm just glad that they're continuing to to do it and overcome obstacles that the pan- pandemic has, you know, presented. So that guests can continue to kind of have that kind of Disney magic and the things that they expect from Epcot.
0: That's it. There you go. That is our bonus show. Thank you, honey, for uh, it was fun. Okay. biggest thing. Go without kids sometime. Go with your girlfriends, friends, spouse, whatever you need to do, and do the full festival. That is what I recommend most of all. And to do that, you're going to need to book a trip. So talk to Michelle. Her email is in the show notes. And then Joe, back to the I think you, me, and Doug need to do a festival sometime uh, for uh, just you pick it. You let us know, and we'll come join you for that sometime in the future. But that is all the time that I have. So thank you so much for listening to Rope Drop Radio.